Hey, Rivertree family, this is your missions pastor, Jay Hartsfield. Excited to be with you again. Excited about today's podcast. I have Shay Walton here with me as always. And we actually have her son also. And then we have Josh Evans and Nick Dameron, who are part of the church plant in Gurley, Grace Community Church. And we're excited to talk with them today. So I'm going to start um, and just let you all kind of introduce yourselves. So we'll start just in the room as we go. Josh, introduce yourself and kind of what you're doing at Grace Community. Yeah, my name is Josh Evans, and uh, I am the lead pastor at Grace Community Church in Gurley, and excited to be here. My name is Eli Walton. I'm the worship leader over at GCC. My name is Nick Dameron, and I'm the elder of discipleship. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit then about just kind of how this whole thing got started, which to do that, there is one person in the room who's probably most qualified to that to do that. And that's Nick, because Nick has been involved in the girly community for quite some time, moved his family out there long before this church plant even began. So, Nick, tell us a little bit of your story, kind of who you are. Tell us about you and Megan and y'all's kids. Just, yeah, let's hear that story. Yeah. I mean, Megan is definitely the most qualified to be blunt, but, um, so my wife, Megan and I, we have four children. We moved, uh, to Huntsville in 2013 and shortly after around 2014, 2015 got plugged into uh, a ministry called graces of Gurley. And we started in youth mentorship. Um, graces is a, is a 501c3 native to Gurley, obviously that does a lot of things for the community. Our focus was on the youth mentorship And, um, one of the things that Grace's is just so good at is being organic and knowing what the community needs, identifying needs in the community, taking them back, um, looking at a biblical lens and then trying to provide for the community from a biblical perspective. And, uh, the needs just grew as they started to serve the community, more and more needs came and we got more and more plugged in. Uh, we moved out there, like you said, in, in 20, 20. We originally lived in South uh, Huntsville and then moved over to Gurley in 2020. We just felt we wanted to get deeper and plugged into the community. Uh, We had at the time been plugged into the youth ministry and the kids were growing and getting older and we were kind of being um, pulled away from them by cars and girls. And and so we, we knew we wanted to get out there and plug in deeper. And um, since that move um, it's just been insane to watch God unfold uh, the needs of the community. And and one of them that we're now doing is this church. I mean, it's largely just been a birth of all these ministries that Graces has, has kind of brought up and then having a culmination for, well, where do we where do we disciple these people together in unison? So before we get to that story, just tell us yeah. a little bit more about kind of you and Megan's story. How did y'all... What was the kind of initial draw? Y'all were at Willowbrook Church at the time. Yeah. And so what was the draw to kind of get out to Gurley in the first place? Like, how did you hear about Grace as a Gurley? How'd you get involved? This is, again, all my wife's fault. Um, so she worked for local missions uh, at Willowbrook. And as part of her job in local missions, she went around and met all of the ministries uh, in the local area. And she just fell in love with Grace's. She fell in love with the, again, that just really raw, true, organic service to the community. Um, and she just, it really just spoke to her and she tells me the story a lot that she went out there one time in 2014, 2015, and just felt the Lord saying, this is where you will go. Man. I mean, it was like five years before he ever moved out there. Yeah. She just knew. 
what is the difference kind of when thinking about that's a big move. You're kind of living with your family in one area of town and it's like, Hey, we actually, the best thing we can do is move our family out there to kind of make this better. So how did y'all make that decision? Man, we, we prayed over that a lot. Uh, it's in culmination with another decision. Um, we actually moved in together with my mother-in-law, um, Marsha Tilford, who is, um, insanely amazing. And she is an enabler for our ministry. Um, and so we sold our house in, in, in South Huntsville sold, she sold her house in South Huntsville and we decided to move out there together. And again, you want to talk about all the stories of God going together and, and going before us. You know, she had a horse that was boarded at Flint Ridge farms, which was 10 minutes from where we currently live. And this was before any of this. And so, um, a lot of prayer, a lot of consideration, um, but we just knew, um, of course, COVID didn't really hurt the situation. You know, we're in South Huntsville and things are going crazy and we're looking at seven and a half acres in the middle of the country. And, and so it just sounded like a good idea at the time. That's awesome. So from there, you're kind of volunteering at, at Grace as a girly. And then how did the kind of idea of like, Hey, we should consider, kind of doing something more. And then there are churches out in Gurley. There are churches that are preaching the gospel, but it, it seemed like kind of the church that was really, um, that was going to give a lot of time and energy to this same people that y'all are kind of trying to reach in Gurley was kind of missing. So what did that look like? How did that idea kind of pop up? So, um, you know, I said earlier, God going before and, 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 and I really truthfully mean that you can see God's hand in, in all of this story. And it's just been beautiful to kind of look back even when we first got started in some of the ministries, the, the people that we were pursuing, the group that we were pursuing was the disenfranchised, uh, you know, and, and what some would call at risk. And Gurley is a small town community where, you know, that's not necessarily the primary focus of most of the older conservative churches in the area. And, and so this ministry was a, a specialized ministry to go out and do that. And, and churches in the community are involved with Grace as a girly. Oh, hundred percent. Right. They're, they're extremely supportive. Volunteering of time. They're volunteering. Um, yep. They're volunteering space. They're just not really what we weren't seeing or what y'all weren't seeing was kind of people that were at graces kind of coming into those churches, getting yeah, saved and kind of joining up. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there was just a, a lot of the small churches would band together in this resource through graces to go out and, and meet this community need. And so, um, you know, for us, we were just passionate about that and always have been. And, um, this was just a unique opportunity for us to kind of partner with our passion and, and, and really live that out. And what's really interesting is we've, we saw this, uh, a long time ago, a need for a church. You know, we, we kind of said, um, in 2015, 2016, after we got involved, man, we are kind of a bandaid, right? We're, we're just really a bandaid for a, a bigger problem here. And so, um, again, just the glory of God, man, as this continues to evolve and the ministries evolve and we bring on a youth ministry, we bring on a men's ministry and there's a, a evolving women's ministry, a need for a church that was focused on this, this group of people just birthed itself and, and God just provided and was faithful. That's awesome. And so from there, um, and I know part of the conversation about how this church got started is we met and we had talked a little bit about kind of, Hey, I'd really like to to push this in another direction, even though I'm <laughs> the outsider. How did that, can you talk about your initial feelings when we kind of had our first conversation about possibly planning a church out there? Um, yeah. So it was uh, funny to me because you came on to Rivertree and I think you're, you were just kind of assessing, you know, local missions and how they fit into Rivertree's vision and your, yeah. you know, how you felt God was leading you in ministry, um, in, in mission ministry. And when we originally met and you were kind of challenged us, uh, I think that some of the things that you had said was, uh, you know, I vividly remember the conversation and it was like, man, I love all the things you're doing, but 
a church should be doing that. And, you know, my rebuttal at the time, I think was like, well, I don't care who does it as long as discipleship happens. That's all that really matters. And I think you really challenged us uh, to consider the importance of those ministries falling under a church for sustainability, for proper doctrine, for, you know, the right amount of support in local area for discipleship for those people and just for the betterment of them. And I think we were doing a, a really great job at getting to the youth or getting to the women, um, and starting to get to some men, but there was nothing that was really there that was drawing them in unison where they could worship together, where they could disciple together. And I think you, you saw that, you knew that. And so you challenged us to grow in that way. So my, my initial response was that I'm a financial advisor, wealth manager. I deal with money all day. I'm not a preacher. Right. And I think at one point, you know, that was maybe a second meeting or so with you. My wife even was like, well, yeah, my, my husband will start a church. And so <laughs> this is probably a little bit of her fault as it is yours. Yeah. So we had had a meeting kind of after, and what had happened is Grace's had kind of had a, they wanted to talk with us about giving some money towards um, some projects they had going on. And so me and Shay and Ross met with, um, met with y'all and we were talking and it was obvious there was a lot going on and that, that just, I wasn't even there. You weren't there. That's correct. And the kind of need for a church just kind of kept coming up. And at some point I was like, look, we're willing to throw money and people behind planning a church. Um, but we would need some of y'all to get involved. And Megan quickly raised her hand. She was like, yeah, Nick's in. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, well, if we've got the, we've got the Dameron's we're ready to go. And so from there, what happened next after there was some agreement there from graces that like, Hey, this might be something else our community needs. And we in no way were thinking and still do not think that graces of Gurley shouldn't exist. It was just, we realized there was a little bit of a hole in some in Gurley that a a healthy church could fulfill. And so we wanted to come alongside Gurley and kind of be a graces of Gurley and be a part of what they're doing, which, which led to a conversation that Ross and I had where we began to think of like who could lead this church plant. And we had a guy on staff at the time that was from a small town, similar to Gurley that was one might say aging out of youth ministry at the time. And uh, yeah. So what was it like when you, when you kind of, we kind of had that conversation about you being a part of this church plant. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I think, I think when we moved up to Huntsville, we, we moved up here to do student ministry. And then I think, you know, internally, I kind of thought to myself, I probably got another three to five years left of, of, of student ministry before I was like, Hey, what's the next step for us? You know, what's the next step in, in ministry for us? You know, I, um, I'd always had this dream of pastoring, but, but, um, it just didn't work out back in back home. And so we get up here and then, um, I'll never forget it. We were at Mark Russell. I think we were, we were, we met up there, let our kids play on the, uh, on the playground. You said, Hey, uh, you, you got any interest in planting a church? And I said, well, I've never really thought about it. I said, what you thinking? And so then you started explaining uh, all the things that Nick just said about, Hey, this, this, this ministry is doing great things. There's a lot of things they're doing that really need to come under the local church and they need a pastor. And I'm like, well, I'm looking to pastor. So, uh, I think I was excited and nervous and, um, and, and of course we walked through a whole lot of ups and downs with, with kind of me going, I don't know if this is right. I think I may think I might not do it. And, and, uh, but the Lord was, was faithful and it just couldn't rip this burden away from me, uh, for, for, for Gurley. Like I kind of, in, you know, when we would go out there just to do, you know, little ministries or to speak it is like an instant connection with the town that I just was like, Oh, I, this is incredible. This feels like home to me, you know? Um, and so it was, uh, it was awesome. So I, I just really, 
you know, that's kind of where I was at with so it. So what was it like getting Amelia on board to plant a church? <laughs> uh, so Amelia was not on board at first. She yep. was definitely not on board. Uh, I think she, she is, she is an incredible, incredible woman in the fact that she just, uh, is, is very, very servant minded and very, uh, willing to kind of let me pursue some things, you know, she, she didn't really even want to move to Huntsville, uh, when we first moved and she, she had a, you know, a great job, but where she loved her, her town. I mean, like I've, I've said many times, like her, her mother's maiden name is Pinson. So, and so when we talk about Pinson, like we, we love it, you know, and so she didn't want to ever leave. So she, we moved up here and then when we sat down, I think at, you know, at a restaurant with you and Ross and Shay and, and she was just like, yeah, I trust you guys. But she left. She was like, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is for us. I don't know if this is something that we're, we can do. And I said, well, I don't know. Let's just let it play out. So I'll never forget it. It was after a, uh, an, a Grace's event. Um, it was called farm to table. It's just one of theirs. One of you guys is, yeah, that's their biggest fundraiser that they do every year. And, and this need for this church is really cool. Again, God going before was really brewing and, and it was, it was something that we, I don't even think we really talked about the church before, but Trish Hall actually was like, why don't we do like a worship night? All this stuff is set up already. Why don't we bring the servants back out here? The people that served, um, and, and, and the core members for graces. And then let's bring the graces family out and let's just do a worship night and a small little devotion. And that was like the trial run, right? Yeah. So it was a trial run and, and like, it just really was, like oh, and you like, spoke that night. Right? I did. I spoke. I, I think I just talked about community. We just, it was very, you did. it was yeah. very 10 minutes on like, Hey, this is what a community is. And, uh, and we had been kind of talking about the church plan. It just been kind of been out there. So we, we get out there and we're, we're all just set up with like lawn chairs. Yeah. Eating chili, eating chili, uh, and, and just hanging out, throwing football stuff like that. And so, uh, we, you know, and so of course I'm like, you know, meeting everybody and talking to people that I already know we get in the car and Amelia goes, I see it. I see what we're doing. Like I needed that. So it was that event that really like pushed her over the edge of that. And then it has just been kind of like pedal to the floor since then. Yeah. So when you think about like going from a youth pastor to a church planner, were you scared? Like, was that, did that seem intimidating to you? And even now as y'all are, we're about to kick this thing off in fullness of like, we're going to be meeting or y'all are going to be meeting every Sunday and you're going to kind of covenant together as a church is coming up in the next couple of weeks. How do you feel? Do you feel prepared? Do you feel qualified? Do you, how's that going? So your initial question was, how did I feel going from students to pastoring? Uh, I was terrified. Um, you know, I, um, I've all, I, I've always had this dream of, of pastoring a church. I thought by, by about 35, I'd be pastoring. Well, here I'm at 39 and I'm just now uh pastor church and I had to start the church to pastor it, you know? So, uh, so I don't know what that means for the rest of the world, but, uh, yeah, I was terrified. Um, you know, cause it's a, it's a big leap cause, student ministry in, in, in a church, especially like a church like river tree, where they, where they really prioritize like, like age specific ministries and want to see those things thrive. It's a very secure job, you know, and to say like, Hey, I'm going to lay that down and, and trust the Lord that he's going to provide for me financially. He's going to provide for me leadership wise. He's going to provide for me people. And to say, Hey, I'll lay that aside and we'll go. And, and he has been Oh, it's insane. Beyond faithful, yeah, yeah. beyond faithful in that. Uh, as far as like being qualified, I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think so. I, I, I love it. I love the people. Um, I love, uh, I love when we just get together and meet. Um, I love talking about the Lord. I love like giving vision and, and oversight. Um, 
So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But right now I feel, I feel good. That's great. So one of the things I wanted to make sure as we kind of went through this process, Nick, because you had moved your family out there and this was something very just kind of valuable to y'all that y'all had given your life to. But I wanted to make sure you and Josh got along. So what was that kind of initially like kind of meeting Josh and being like, hey, I don't know about this guy. Or was it like, hey, I think he can do it. How did you feel? I love that this is on record forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, you know, it, it's it's interesting now. Like you said, we're about to launch um, for our weekly services. And we'd been meeting now uh, biweekly with the public. And then in the off weeks, we've been meeting and just kind of getting together with our core group and finishing our church polity and everything else. So there's been a lot of formation for Josh and I, but in the original like sense of like, Hey, uh, here's, here's your pastor. Right. Um, I think I told Josh like, Hey man, as long as you submit this to God, I don't really care who you are. Like we've prayed about this a lot and and this is all his anyway. And so if, if I'm judging who you are as a pastor and not praying about it more then then it's mine and that's not right. Right. And I think, um, Josh and watching him submit things, uh, and, I think one of the most interesting things to watch and one of the coolest things to watch is to see him go from, and I hope this doesn't come off judgmental. I mean this with all sincerity and and just a a lot of pride in who Josh is to watch him go from a youth pastor to a head pastor has been awesome. It's been really fun, you know, and, and, um, you know, just to see him have a heart for the the area, a heart for the people and, and a heart for community, um, and couple that with the fact that, I mean, God really has truly blessed this. He's put around us an immense amount of servant leaders already to a point where it's just been surprisingly amazing to watch them compliment who Josh and I are in many ways. And that's great. We're going to get into some of those people, uh, but before we do, I want to mention Eli. So Eli is now serving as the worship leader. So one thing, if you're going to plant a church, you need a guy that can preach. You need him a buddy that he can do ministry with. And then you need somebody that can lead people in worship. And so Shay Walton is my assistant. And so I remember having the conversation with Shay first. Shay, I'm thinking I'm going to ask Eli to be a part of this church plan. So Shay, before we get to Eli, let's talk about that. Like, what did you think when I kind of approached you with the idea of asking Eli if he was interested in this? Yeah. So, I mean, it was super exciting for me. I think I've known for many years that that's what Eli would end up doing. But there was also the mom that kind of raised up and that means he's not going to be at church with us. Yeah. Like, so for the first time, my family wouldn't be worshiping together. So that was interesting to get to kind of process through that and get to see your, your, you know, your firstborn become the adult and independent in his own way and do his own thing. But it was really exciting for us. Um, and I loved that he was going to be at Grace's. Uh, I fell in love with that ministry when I first moved here. And I'm also from a small town and a very similar demographic. And so um, it was really sweet to get to see him be a part of that. And just because when we had that first meeting and Megan's enthusiasm sold me immediately, I thought, well, if you've got the Damrons, the rest of it will fall into place. I mean, that really was <laughs> no the pressure. thought. And, um, and then when Amelia, we knew when you walked out of that meeting at, when we had lunch that day and Amelia saying, I trust you, her face was saying, I am not sure about this. <laughs> was like not. her words were saying, I trust you. And I believe she did, but oh, she, she absolutely did. But there was definitely a sense of like, I don't know about this, but when she There's came back, beauty in that. Yeah. <laughs> but when she came back to me several weeks later and she's like, these are our people, mm-hmm. um, there was just a piece about that. So it was really exciting for me to get to kind of watch this come into play and then 
get to get to know that Eli was going to get to be a part of that and to watch him become that leader. In That's that. great. Yeah. So to make that happen with Eli, Josh and I took Eli down to Gurley to Mary's pit barbecue, which is some of the best barbecue oh, in you, town. Eli, you got to tell that story. Yeah. That's a good So one. tell us about kind of what it was like driving down to Gurley and kind of checking it out and being like, Eli, this is, this is what we'd love for you to be a part of. Yeah. So at the, at the time, um, I've been leading worship at River Tree for a couple of years and I, I knew Josh because he was here, but he, he hadn't been here super long at the time. And our ministries did not cross over that much. And so <clears throat> I knew Jay better. Uh, and I, he, he came to me one day and he was like, Hey, do you want to go to lunch? And I was like, for sure. Like, absolutely. That wouldn't, that like was not that unusual for the two of us. Like we've been to lunch before, right? Let's go to lunch. I'll drive. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So we get to lunch. He's like, also, Josh is going to come. Is that good? I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Sure. Josh can come to, come to lunch. It doesn't bother the me. setup. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, again, there's nothing strange to me about this. Like, so we get in the car and we start driving and then we continue driving and then we drive just a little <laughs> bit more and we're in the woods this day <laughs> <laughs> and we pull up to this shed in some ways um, <laughs> i mean mary's pit barbecue is kind of a shed oh, it's top, it's but it's right. top notch but right. it's top notch it's it like the true american hole in the wall it, amazing it's good incredible food. barbecue yeah. yeah yeah so nothing about like the reason that we're having lunch is really coming up yet we're just kind of all talking which again feels pretty normal i just thought like jay liked barbecue we're gonna go to this weird place that he found um <laughs> which is true and, uh, so we, you know, we order our food and we, you don't want to, you know, hang out in, in there too long. Cause it's, so Cause it's smaller than this room. Yeah. 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 So you, you sit out on this picnic table and Jay kind of begins to explain why he asked me to, to lunch. And I think I was really nervous about that and pretty unsure about what that would mean. Um, and I had a lot of questions and there probably weren't a lot of answers at the time to those questions about what that would look like. Cause we, we just didn't really know. And I think that being unsure uh, at the time of like what I was doing with work and what the next couple years of my life would look like, I think I was, I was nervous to say yes. Um, and I didn't know Josh that well. Um, and then over the coming weeks, we, Got to know each other a bit better. I met Nick. And I was going to say, I didn't even know you at all. Who I didn't know at all. Like yeah, I yeah. never met Nick. People are talking about Nick and how great he is. I'm like that. I believe you sort of, but I've never <laughs> met you. Right. You know? And so I think in talking to Josh though, there was a shift for me when I maybe understood the humility that he was walking into this with. And that probably made the difference in, in how I, how I move forward. That's great. Yeah. It's good to hear. I think sometimes we, we think about church planning is this, there's almost, if you're kind of in that world, like you want this kind of dynamic leader, this just like almost a sense of like, you're not sure if he's just confident or arrogant. Like you don't know where the line is at with him. And so to see Josh kind of approach it with much more humility, just to say like, Hey, I'm not sure this is going to work. Like, but I'm going to trust the Lord that this is a good and right thing. And I'm going to walk forward with it and do it well. And I think it's really what I've seen from everybody involved. There's never this moment of like in 10 years, we're going to be a church of 5,000 people. It's more like, Hey, we're just, this is what's before us. This is what the Lord has laid out. And we're going to walk faithfully towards that. And if it 
and the Lord, we pray, blesses it. But our job is to preach the gospel and to preach it well. And that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's awesome to watch just the how approachable he's been in all of this too. And I think, you know, we've said early on, like what our definition of success, right, is just, you know, simply that people are, are reached and that um, they're discipled. And whether that looks like 5, 10, 15, or 500, like that's, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. So I think the heartbeat of our church too, again, is, is we try to say this a lot to try to set the expectations for people is like, Hey, like we're, we're not actively trying to be a church of 500 people. Like if the Lord, if the Lord blesses us, amen. But we're just trying to do, we're just trying to be faithful to, to the gospel and trying to be faithful to that community. You know, there's still so much work to be done. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're seeing some, you know, quote unquote, numerical success in some ways, but, but, but that's not ever been the goal. The goal has always been like, well, we want people to know Jesus, love Jesus and, and uh, let the gospel change their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's awesome too, is looking back, like grace has identified that deep hunger and God has just really stoked that fire since we've, we've been there. Yeah. There was an event that I had. uh, So Easter of uh, 2022, correct? Yeah. Easter 2022. I'd came out there to speak at this Easter event. This is one of the things that kind of kickstarted. It was all of a sudden these families were showing up. And I think Grace's was kind of looking around like, oh, we have in a sense touched more families and more people than we've realized at this point. And then there was this question of like, what do we do with them? And that was one of the events that kind of began to go, hey, we might like there might be something here. There may be people that are longing for a church that they want to be a part of. And so that kind of kickstarted some more of the conversations about trying to get a church out in that community, which one of the neat things about that was a year later, Grace, Graces of Gurley and Grace Community Church partnered together to do an Easter event. Yeah. And it was, what in, was that like? Well, in 2022, Josh, you were in the pew, right? And, yep. and Jay, you preached it, yep. right? And then in 2023, it was the reverse. Yep. That's right. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that event was, I think we were just, that was kind of our, you know, quote unquote, soft launch, you know, and then we were going to try to start meeting biweekly and stuff like that. I I don't think we had any idea what to expect. We were just going to just go in there and just, hey, let's see what happens. And then, man, people just started showing up and they started showing up more and more and more. And we were like, oh, like this is awesome. And we had a full house uh, of people just, just, you know, excited about what we were doing. And and I told the, the team, I was like, Hey, like, this is what this could be. This could be people coming and wanting to hear about Jesus. And man, we made so many, so many connections. I mean, we, we got a, a potential person that may be coming on to our worship team that showed up that, that, you know, that service, it was just a really cool event to just see the community, like, like, like Nick said, there, there's a hunger there that's that's weird. That's it's just it's out there. It's just like oh, they're they're longing for something, and we put that thing together, man. It was it was pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, I mean, even to see like some of the the spiritually mature families that live in that area that had been maybe going to church elsewhere, and like you you talk to them about this and I, this idea, and God had already called them. Like God had already put on their heart for whatever reason that they wanted to be more yeah, local. Right. I mean, it's just neat, um, and you don't ever want to take from anyone else, right? But when God goes before and works in the heart and then affirms that, I mean, it's just been awesome. That's awesome. So I'm going to stop us right here for part one, and then we're going to switch over to part two. And I want to hear, as we talk about that, some neat things that have happened with people that have come on board, how gracious First Baptist Gurley has been towards some of the efforts that y'all are doing. And we want to get into that, but let's stop right here. And then we'll kind of get in from what's really happened after that Easter service up until now, where we're about to launch this church kind of full time. <laughs> 